Hello and welcome to Ladies with Gumption, episode 124, the gold standard episode. I am Tatiana and I am here with Jessica and May. Together, we are the Ladies with Gumption. We recap DCTV in a flash. And this time, we are actually talking about The Flash. You can catch us at ladieswgumption.tumblr.com, on DCTV, Gumption, and Twitter, and also ladieswgumption at gmail.com if you want to send us some feedback. And if you want to listen to us with your ears, uh, that will happen at Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And Amazon Music now. That's right, which is brand new. Yay! Um, you can also check out our Patreon and give us your Patreonage. Uh, www.patreon.com slash DCTVGumption for just the price, like less than Netflix. You can get <laughs> episodes 24 hours early and also special episodes that only appear on Patreon. Like Doom Patrol, Stargirl Season Wrap-Up, Harley Quinn Season 2, and we also accept new Patreon ideas. Like, recently we did Upload, uh, among other things. The Boys. And unlike one. Netflix, and right, we will be doing Unlike this. Netflix, our weekly episodes are actually good, so. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, oh. wow. Who, who are you hitting at that with? Right? <laughs> we have so many shows, and, like, they're not all good, so it's like... That is together. True. Sometimes I go like <laughs> they have like a really like burst in the first of a month. It's like yeah, new shows, and then after like a week, it's like no new shows, and all these and <laughs> not interesting. <laughs> That's we're like a lot that just go under the radar too. I'm like, well, I've never. Yeah. What is this? I'm, like, right. why aren't you? They have it? shows they've never ever promoted, and they're like, well, this yeah. is canceled because no one watched it because we forgot to tell you it was here. Well, that's what happens. Um, anyway, in the news section. Uh, Katie Lott is... So much news. I mean, in a way, it's not news. Like, we kind of already knew it. Yeah. But she has officially slid further down into the shit tier. She cannot get out. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think we had her, because we talked about it, like, last week. Or, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but I think we had her in the side-eye tier, but it was, like, at the extreme end of the side-eye tier. It's just, like doing the bare minimum. Right. And now she's, like, in the shit chair with, yeah. like, all of her fellow piles of trash where she probably feels more comfortable. So there. Right. She just had to come out, like, you know, right after uh, our <laughs> RGB. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. I was like, no, it's RBG. I was like, yep, RBG yep, is, like, is... Roy G. Biv. Okay. Ruth <laughs> <laughs> Bader Ginsburg. Um, passed. May she rest in peace. Thank you for your hard work. Ruth, you did what you had to do. Uh, and then Katie Love came out. And was like, you know what? I just think we should love everyone. They can vote for Trump if they want. They can vote for whoever the Democrat is. I don't know. Um, it's fine because we're all in this together. Like, it's High School Musical. And we were like, no, Katie, you're a dumbass. And also, she had this, like, weird little header that had the KKK in it. Yeah. I think, like, okay, so it's just really astonishing to me that after the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, no one asked for this opinion. No one asked you to come no. out and sing Kumbaya and yeah. do this. There is no, like, you know, stripe. I don't know what she saw on Twitter or whatever to make her feel like she needed to make this statement of peace and right. put, like, a daisy in the gun of, like, Twitter wars or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, like, so tone deaf. And then at the end of her tweet, she's like, RIP, RBG. Like, this, like, 
Ruth Bader Ginsburg would applaud her for that tweet or something like, like she's really honoring her legacy by saying that we should love our, you know, haters and racists and people that don't want to affirm our identities. Like, it's just so, like, and it's there's, ignorance, there's ignorance, but then, like, she, because she's had, like, all these little fuck-ups coming up to this. Like, this is not new, like Tati said. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people us included in the game, you give her the benefit of the doubt or saying, oh, well, she was ignorant then, but now she's learned that that's not the way to do it or, you know, all these little things. But mm-hmm. I feel like this tweet is just, you know, cementing the fact that she doesn't want to learn. Mm-hmm. She wants to close her eyes and not see no evil for the rest right. of her life. And that's it. And I feel like the the whole, like, Twitter banner thing where she had the flag in it, she's probably, I, I think I saw someone say that um, it was like a black artist created it and I don't know the story behind because I'm sure the story behind what they created it for was not the intent that Katie meant to right. use it on her, her platform so it just made her look even more stupid when someone pointed out the KKK written into the fabric of the flag that she needed to change it because she changed it like shortly afterwards to like a standard American flag but just the fact that she didn't know that was in there and right. she probably didn't know what the meaning of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like peak Katie Lots. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. She didn't do the research and, you know, it's just like so easy for her to come on Twitter and say such things because it's always like it's always the people who like us who want who need to love racists and sexists and bigots. Like, why? Why are you not telling them to to love? Like, why are you, you know, talking this shit basically and it's like it's really frustrating because like you said Jess you know she hasn't learned she doesn't clearly want to and it's even worse because she has a, a platform or she made a platform and there were discussions had about such things and like white feminism and, and racism in general and yet here she is a couple years later and it went through one ear and came out the next she um, her article and it just yeah, <laughs> that's right. Mayo yes. wrote a scathing piece that was widely applauded. Uh. Yes. So if you want to go to search Katie Lots Pajiba dot com P A J I B A, I never knew how you pronounce that it. Take down piece. I've been saying it Pajiba this whole time. Thank you for that. <laughs> you are welcome. But yeah, like it's just it's super frustrating, and you know. And even showcase like the fact that her tweeting something after RBG just died goes to show that also her feminism was performative, you yeah. know, and she's not like an ally or half of her base is LGBTQ community. And she, you know, goes on to just say just dumb shit. And she never once has apologized ever. She's just like, she just yeah, this is like, this yeah. was my intent. Like, if you didn't get it, oh, well, I'm just going to carry on and show you pictures of my dog, you know, like, it's just dumb. Yeah distraction <laughs> don't be suspicious don't be suspicious here's a picture of Beasley. yeah and worse uh, somebody yeah, tagged yeah. me like uh i did not respond but i saw that you know they were they screenshotted basically all the politicians or people that discuss politics that katie follows and it was like ben shapiro and then she was liking tweets about tw- liking tweets defending her like her point i'm like this is just get your head out of your ass <laughs> and our show must go on Except that Supergirl will not because uh, it has been canceled after season six. So it will will have this final season 
uh, which I'm sure has to do with contact renew- contract renewals. I'm sure Melissa Benoist Probably. is like, thank yeah. you, I am done. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, because so, she was only signed on for six right. seasons. She signed on for six seasons. She just had her baby. Congratulations to her, everyone. Woo, Melissa! Um, and, you know, ever since season two, Kara uh, has been getting reduced importance on her own show. So I under totally understand if she was like, you know, I'm good with this being the end. Huxley Robert Wood. Oh, Huxley yeah. Robert Wood. How cute. Um, so congrats to him on existing. And uh, <laughs> sad for Supergirl to be ending. But thankfully, this means it'll probably go out on its own terms, right? Hopefully, they'll craft a appropriate final season, give everyone the endings that they deserve, and then let us all move on. Um, and then that means it's going to be like, we, we don't know about Legends. Maybe Legends will continue. Maybe it won't. You know, we haven't heard yet. It shouldn't. But, it shouldn't. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be Flash Legends, maybe, and then just everyone else will be like the newer ones. Like Flash is like the you know. Yeah, Flash now will is the carry the, the anger. gold standard exactly. of the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> last last hero standing. All right. You, so. you like well, the final like vision will be like Barry turning around and looking at the entire Arrowverse before like shutting off the light. <laughs> They started calling it the CW verse or something. The CW like, verse, like yeah. Whatever. I think that's, you know. Somebody made a good point, and, and I think it was KJ, and he was yeah. saying, like, to be fair, the CW, like, they never officially called it the Arrowverse anyway. That was just something, sure. like, media told it. So, and they included Stargirl in there, which is technically not really Arrowverse, Arrowverse, Arrowverse right. uh, main, mainstream or whatever. Right, right. Like, like sure, sure. Um, I'm still going to call the Arrowverse. I don't care. Or the Verlanti. Yeah, exactly. Because it's all Verlanti. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did think it was funny that there was, like, a fight about it. You know? I was like, uh-oh, it's getting furious in here. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, because, like, Stephen and Mel jumped in. I'm like, this yeah. is unnecessary. Go home. You're done. <laughs> all right, poor Stephen. Of course, he's like, I turned my back for one second. <laughs> you hoes. Okay, but anyway, back to Supergirl. Back to Supergirl. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, hopefully, a beautiful send off. Uh, We will miss you, but also it was your time. Um, And now Batwoman, which is one of our newer, our newer entries, and now you know, especially new, has cast two recurring characters. Leah Gibson will be playing me, the Whisper, who is a skilled. Unflappable Her assassin. Her name is Tatiana. Her name is Tatiana. Uh, she is a skilled assassin. She's unflappable and she's cold as ice in the face of danger. She's one of Sophia's most important henchwomen and harbors feelings for her powerful boss. So Ooh. we're gonna have uh, another little side ship here. Except I'm assuming that the feelings she harbors sexual tensions exactly for her powerful boss uh, will be unrequited because I'm sure that we're gonna get some romance instead with either Sophia and, and Ryan. Jim. Yeah, Ryan. There. I was like, with Servicia, who's <laughs> name I have just forgotten. Ryan, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, the other one is Nathan Owens, who will play Ocean, a great name. A Zen gardener and thinker with a complicated past. He's so pretty, so I'm pretty sure he thinks pretty, too. So <laughs> this will be nice. A loyal soldier and fighter, Ocean moves to Gotham looking for a new beginning. That's very That's interesting. such a vague, like, character description. Yeah. Like, what is this connection? How are they? Right. What's the path? It's just going to be like, it'd be funny if like, there's like all this fighting going on in Gotham and then there's just like one shot of like Ocean on the side, like tending to his garden. <laughs> it's like, my like, business. 
I wish we could start <laughs> Give fighting, us that guys. civilian Gotham life. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over in the DCEU world, this is very exciting. It seems like Aldous Hodge is in Yay. talks for the Hawkman role in Black Adam, which is great because before they were looking at like anywhere from John Krasinski to oh uh, the Why? dude that played oh. Eric on True Blood, Alexander Skarsgård, that's what his name was. And I was like, <laughs> is this what we're doing? So I'm I like Alexander Skarsgård, but no. <laughs> yeah, but not. I much yeah. prefer the Aldous Hodge angle. I'm here for this. That would be I, amazing. Yeah, and I feel like you could do a. They could do like the actual Egyptian exactly ancestry role for this Hawkman because I feel like you know maybe like part of the reason why they were looking at all the white bread care actors before is because like the whole image of Hawkman in in the comics. But if we were going to go actual Egyptian. African history, then yeah, it would be nice that to have. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice nod in the right direction. I agree with that. So that's exciting, and also congrats to Aldis. I hope he takes it. Um, that would be amazing. I feel like if they announce it, that means it's like pretty much a done deal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I would assume. All right, so now we're going to move on to feedback. Before we through this, man. Yeah, I. Oh wait, here it is. We've got feedback from Shang. Change and your, your Twitter to the efficient Tatiana. The efficient Tatiana. <laughs> <laughs> so from Shang, hey there, lovely ladies. Hey there, lovely Shang. The first thought in my head was, yes, Katie McGrath on season three, Motherland, Fort Salem. And then I tell that after half an hour when my gremlin brain <laughs> finally processed the news. Aw, sucks that the show got canceled on Supergirl's birthday. Yes, I saw that oh Sterling. Oh my gosh, yeah. She's sad about that. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. But alas, am I surprised they're doing her dirty on screen as well? Nope. They had a great cast, don't waste the potential, because the showrunners suck and don't know how to pick up a Supergirl comic. This is not a lie. Will I be salty they did my girl dirty? Yes. Am I sad because I love women on the show? Also, yes. So, who said Superman and Lois isn't going to replace Supergirl? Mm. You know, that is an excellent point, and that is definitely not a good look. It is very, very awkward that we are getting Superman and Lois just as we are ending Supergirl. It was inevitable. And with a heavy heart, I shall announce who also went last year giving feedback. Oh, no. Yeah. We always knew you were only in it for Supergirl. Supergirl <laughs> is coming out. It's all right. It's all right. I still love you. Uh, and about Katie, can she get more problematic? That's why I stand superior vampire woman Katie McGrath. She does not have <laughs> a single social, but seven phones filled with ebooks. I have never liked her being Katie, but she played Sarah and her character was cool. And bless. We get Sarah separated for half a season so I could just give her parts in the next season of Legends. Well, we learned <laughs> that she's not going to, we are going to still see her face. Yeah. Right. But he can, but he, yeah. he can skip, you know, without having to okay. worry about it. You can skip scenes. Like, yeah. Exactly. He's like Katie and Aliens or Legends and the Ship. Yeah. Great not a great Not a hard choice. <laughs> like, damn, her ego is so per ass and does, she doesn't even apologize. The privilege smells. Mm-hmm. P.S. Anyways, do you ladies want me to do something Stargirl? Because I'm not getting feedback for Superman. Uh, yeah, of course we want your feedback for Stargirl. We'll take your feedback on anything. You don't have to give feedback for Superman. Like, what do you think will happen with the other actors on Supergirl? Like, will they migrate over to different shows? Because I feel like Superman and Lois are still in the same uh, yeah, there's no time frame. Some, some of them yeah. couldn't go over to, to Superman. That's true. Yeah. Like, someone Nicole who's also said in the... Verse. Sorry. 
I was going to say, Nicole said on in her message, there was something about like, you haven't seen the last of her or like there's, this is not really the last yet you'll see of her character or something vague like that. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. sure they'll, they'll hop her to like another show or something. Yeah. Or at least guest like, starring like, she would you know, be yeah. the main one that I'd be concerned about, like having her hop over to somewhere else. Cause I think that she's important for the CW verse. And I think that she is just great all around and I'd like Agreed. to see her more on something else. I agree. Except so I Legends. <laughs> yeah, well, Legends Not isn't going to last, you know, so we don't want that. <laughs> I don't know. We've been saying that for years now. I'm like, they just keep chugging along. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We keep, we keep cursing it. It still keeps coming back. All right. So we're just have to say, it's going to live forever. It's um, going to learn how to fly. <laughs> okay, now Suara. Hello, ladies. Hello, Suara. I just want to start with some thoughts on the news of Supergirl's ending. Even though I enjoy the show, despite its glaring flaws, I feel content with it ending with six seasons. That's a great run for any show. Very true. Of course, it seems short for CW, but I'm glad it's ending on the terms Melissa and the writers want it to. The show was groundbreaking and important, with amazing women and transgender characters with rich and complicated lives and relationships. And it stands as a great example for future superhero shows. That being said, Supergirl had more than its fair share of glaring issues. Unfortunately, the show has almost always been from a very white feminist lens that that simplified the experiences of BIPOC characters and issues. Too often, the political themes were handled atrociously. They approached immigrant rights and technology in the most superficial and condescending ways, clearly without any input whatsoever from the people actually affected by social political issues. It was often infuriating to watch. Because of Supergirl, I am now wary of any of the CW shows except for Black Lightning doing a political storyline again. Hopefully, I'm they've learned. Worried about Black Lightning. To be <laughs> <laughs> like, not even they are safe. Did y'all watch that scene of um, Henderson <laughs> when he was like, "You have to, you have to give ass, you have to give ass, ass to get ass." <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember like the context of the episode to make that make sense, but like it's because I feel like it was a dumb way to frame the quote. But I don't know what they were talking about to have it come out. That way. <laughs> <laughs> and the way the guy was just like, "Yep, you do, you sure do." Very <laughs> anyway, <laughs> are you propositioning him, sir? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, we this is both. inappropriate workplace content. <laughs> like, don't give ass if you know what I mean. Like, I, I, I get it. I get it. Anyway. <laughs> Hopefully they've learned better from what went wrong with Supergirl. Despite these issues, I will likely rewatch episodes from time to time. Hold characters like Kara, Alex, Kelly, Lena, Don, Nia, and others close to my heart. I can't wait for the sixth season and to watch what they accomplish. Now on to West Allen, which is a great transition. Thank you, Sara. <laughs> Overall, last season had some of the best West Allen moments of the entire series. There was more direct investment in Iris's character, although it was still frustratingly limited, with easily avoidable mistakes made by the writers. Iris and Barry reaffirmed their love for one another after the tragic loss of Nora. Iris was pivotal as Barry's lightning rod, and their stories were intertwined in taking on the new Mirror Master Eva. Um, was overall great to see on screen. Barry and Iris are truly the gold standard, and I can't wait to see where they go next. Unfortunately, the glory of West Allen couldn't reach full potential due to one glaring obstacle, or rather several. The show has too many characters. Some of them, Cisco, Allegra, Chester, and Camilla, are fantastic, and we love them. Others, like Ripoff Elsa, Ripoff Indy, and Ripoff Jim Carrey, 
Suck <laughs> up so much screen time and detract from what could be fantastic. Well, one of those is gone, so. Yes. Well, he's <laughs> I think these character arcs um, this season caused Iris to be stuck in the mirror for so long as they necessitated the screen time. I'm sure you'll notice that the former set of characters do not impede West Allen because it's clear that both the actors um, and characters of that set get along great on and off screen with Candace and Grant's characters. And people. <laughs> this show could reach peak greatness if we got rid of the ripoffs entirely. But hey, we got one with ripoffs Jim Carrey. Based on how the past several months have been, I'm hopeful ripoff Elsa is next. All the best. <clears throat> Woo! Uh, now we will move on to our actual discussion of West Allen, which will be uh, spearheaded by May. Hello. It is me. And this uh, episode, it was actually requested by... I think it was an aunt. No, I think it was an, e- it was an email. Oh, was it? Yeah, hold on. Oh, yeah, it was. Lillian. It was requested by Lillian, who wanted us to basically kind of talk about West Allen as the gold standard and get our thoughts about, like, specifically pre-season four, before we started this podcast. We didn't talk about it, you know, publicly anyway. Except on Twitter. So here we are doing this podcast about West Allen. We're going to kind of like recap seasons one through three and then four through six. They're pre and post marriage phases. Um, and then discuss a whole bunch of other stuff about why we started chipping them and whatnot. So do you want to read to, her? Oh, yes. So Lillian did request this and we read her email on so September, the week it, of September so. 6th. I will post <gasps> this on Tumblr. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> so way you can we'll remind it of the goodness of West Allen yes. and why we did this. <laughs> this is very timely. I did this on purpose so I can have it for the gold standard. <laughs> so here we are, a backtrack to 2014, West Allen season one. There was pining, build up. Barry and Iris are introduced as best friends slash potential lovers. Clearly, their relationship is very well established in the first season. They grew up together. They are their ride or die. And then Barry goes into a coma and shit goes to hell because, you know, Iris is like, Eddie's here. When they Eddie, Barry, like without Barry as kind of like someone who was not blocking her dating life, but someone who she loved and she, she didn't realize need she to date because she always right. had Barry. All exactly. the love that she needed, she yes. got. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's beautiful, whatever. They had this beautiful reunion hug after he came out of his coma. Then we had some Flash Iris flirting uh, on the rooftops for a little bit. Justice for fun. Flash Iris. <laughs> so salty. And then the confession in 1-9 was beautiful and heart-wrenching and it came so early i was shocked (laughs) Um, and then we had that like post confession awkwardness a little bit where iris was sort of trying to find how she really felt about barry and her becoming jealous over him dating linda and then the obvious love triangle between her eddie and barry and then the big 115 episode where she does find out he's flash she admits her feelings and then time reverses and it was as if it never existed and then we continue on for that for a little while she's kind of gaslit because he won't tell her his secret and then do you have a daughter joe (laughs) that's right the birth of a hashtag (laughs) and then uh we finally get the moment where they she finds out barry is the flash because of the little spark the lightning rod moment and then everything kind of goes downhill from there with regards to iris and eddie because He's like, oh, you know, you clearly love Barry. She doesn't really say anything. She's still got a lot to sort out. And then Eddie sacrifices himself. And West Allen ends with just them being, continuing to be friends. Yes, hashtag Deddy. (laughs) 
And then season two, we had a dry spell in season two A where the show forgot Barry and Iris were even friends, which was very um, frustrating except for like a couple of moments here and there. And season then, one was very WAP and then season two was very DOP. It was dry. <laughs> <laughs> It was. (laughs) But then, then in two nine, so Barry starts dating Patty. That is really awkward sometimes because she is overkill and he's clearly not that interested, and he has to be convinced to date her. And then Iris, you know, is like, "Oh, I'm okay with this." And then they don't really interact. Two nine changes because she comes to him and admits that. You know, she has a brother named Wally. She needs to break it to her dad, so he's there for her. And then after that, we get Earth 2, which were amazing episodes. And it was a reminder to even Barry that he still had feelings for Iris. <laughs> um, and that sort of, like, kickstarts their whole journey towards becoming a couple near the end of Season 2. Um, so we get, like, a lot of club flirting. And yes, until – so we get some club flirting. We get some talks. We get Barry going back and getting a little video from Eddie to give to Iris and the – true show of selflessness in that moment and then the end um after barry's dad dies and zoom is defeated you know iris tells him she loves him but that she's going to wait for him because that's what he did for her and then he's an idiot and he goes back to the past save his mother and then sort of resets the relationship all over again um season three we get the wonderful flashpoint where we get all the romantic west island moments and this is like the start of their honeymoon dating phase which is like the most honeymoon phase we've really gotten with them on the show especially like 3a was just them kind of being all over each other and getting used to being in a romantic relationship and then of course 39 we find out you know iris is going to die in the future barry has to save her so that starts that storyline and we get a lot of like you know protective barry barry's going to save her all the time peak west allen you know couch conversations like passionate kissing everything so it was a great time to be a west allen fan we got a proposal we got a surprise but we, we got didn't proposals. know it was great <laughs> yes we didn't know and like the first proposal fandom lost their minds they're like oh my god this is happening and then we get you know the angst in between so that we can have the musical episode and then have a proposal again with a singing um, musical and it was beautiful and lovely and everybody just you know my ovaries died. <laughs> Loaded. That sounds unfortunate. <laughs> um, and, well, I guess not. They didn't die. Whatever. They anyway. They, they burst. Yes, they, they exploded. Too much to <laughs> um, and, of course, we got Barry ended up saving Iris, or she saved him, too. She killed Savitar or whatever. But then he sacrificed himself and wins the Speed Force, so their engagement was put on hold. End of season three. <laughs> so before we get into all of that, um, ladies, when did you start shipping West Allen? Like, what drew you to them? Oh, I mean, actually, I feel like I've said this before, but it was literally, I just watched the trailer for Fluff Flash. Just, like, it just happened to me on YouTube or whatever, and I was like, oh, what's this? Um... And I saw that scene, you know, where they see each other in in Jitters mm-hmm. and the little run with the hug. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, and I was like, yes, I'm so excited. Um, and that was literally why I decided that I would watch The Flash. And I knew that I would ship West Allen. Like, I'm very, very easy to please on that front. But in terms of, like, the act watching the show itself, I think I really loved the moment where Iris, like, defended Barry from Joe. 
when Joe was like, you're, you know, dad killed your mom. And then Iris was like, shut up, dad. Um, and I was like, oh, I bet she's been doing this, like, you know, her whole life having to, um, you know, be like the bridge or whatever. And the only person who believes in Barry and like whatever. So that is why I was like, oh, I will ship it. Even though I already shipped it. I knew I was going to ship it, but now I know I'm correct. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know how I can't remember exactly how I knew of the flash because um, I didn't start the flash in the very beginning. I started a couple episodes in like I, I became on my radar. I feel like I was like looking for stuff to watch and I came across it. It was already maybe it was only like a couple episodes in. Um, but yeah, I think from the beginning of, you know, from the pilot episode, just his, relationship with iris and how like cute they were together like really cute friends and i was was, like like the little pining crush thing and it was he's just really cute in the way that you know he feels about iris and how she's just kind of like oblivious but she's a really like happy person and also like like those characters that are just like sunshine also the jitter scene where he's like saves her and there's this like or this was one where he like the first like reunion hug but then there's also like when the moment after that when his power his powers first start igniting after she put the hand on the heart like your heart is still beating like all that that scene that kicked off i thought that was really really cute and you know just watching the show and um grant and candace's like chemistry together and they just had this kind of like easy feel to them that just made it really you had to work really hard or be racist, <laughs> not to be drawn to the way that, you know, these two characters bounce off of each other. So, right. Yeah. It's a very easy ship to ship. Really One is. would think. One would think. <laughs> yeah, because it has like all the elements that, you know, anybody would want from a ship. But for me, I came into The Flash like much later than you guys, but it was like. A year, I had, I don't know, I gave up, like, watching TV the year The Flash premiered. I don't know what was going on. But I was just, I stopped watching, like, Arrow and whatever, so I just stopped watching everything. And then, like, after, maybe in the summer between seasons one and season two, my brother told me about, you know, The Flash. And he's like, yeah, I saw first season. I think that's something that you would really like. So I started watching it, and I got addicted. (laughs) Um, And for me, it was, like, the first episode they were really... It was just, like, a really sweet romance, but I was also, like, hesitant because I'm like, oh, there's a love triangle, and I was like, you know, you've seen a bunch of other shows. You're like, I know how this shit goes down. I don't like it. <laughs> um, but it was clear, like, that they were, you know, very established relationship in general, and then it was, like, one four or one five or whatever that scene where he's like, what other girls, and they have that rooftop chemistry or yeah. whatever. Yes. That I was just like, okay, okay. I, I was definitely, like, yeah. super on board. Yes, most definitely. On board. And if, yeah, so that like, and I also think with like the with like the love triangle, it didn't really bother me as much because Iris is at the middle of it. Like, it's not Iris trying to chase Barry and be in competition with another girl. It was like two guys, you know, one guy loving a black woman, great. Two guys, hey, it's a party. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, like the the scene in the um the reunion scene, like one of their best hugs is just like full of you know angst and love and whatever that you wanted a ship and then it just kind of escalated and like right when barry said the his confession so early in season one which like doesn't really happen on on most shows that i've seen um that was like okay 
I'm on board. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. fully on board. <laughs> Even before, um, like, The Flash began, because, like, when I, I, when I started The Flash, I kind of, like, binged the first couple episodes, and then it was right before the first crossover episode with Arrow, and it's like, Flash and Arrow. I was like, dang it, I gotta watch Arrow now. So I went back, and I was like, <laughs> zoomed through Arrow, because I, I didn't know that show was existing either, so I found it on Netflix, and, and then, you know, I guess it was, yeah, season two of Arrow, when Barry... Um, first debuts on Arrow, and there there's like right. the virus. So mm-hmm. you know it's expanded not just in the Flash, but even before there, there's a setup that you know Barry and Iris is like the ship. So right, and yeah. they compared it to. So I guess it was like you got it both ways too, because they compared Barry's feelings for Iris to Felicity's for Oliver. So it was yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah. And then like, uh, was it? to something when like Cisco and Caitlin crossed over to Arrow and Felicity's like oh like Carlos oh, yeah. Carl- yeah. Cisco's like That's yeah right. Iris visits him in the in the hospital and she's like Iris <laughs> like, yeah, like oh like, who's this <laughs> like she was like he's not even awake and he's already this, moved on like, her <laughs> importance from early on like and I'm even in the flash yet yeah. and you already know from the get go that this person is important to Barry um, so important that even Felicity is second <laughs> in that yeah. kind of, you know, way. So, right. Exactly. And I, and I love that because like, it was clear that they had like, this was the couple for sure. And, you know, of course, Grant and Candace have amazing chemistry. It's just like, it's too much, <laughs> <laughs> too much. <laughs> in like a good way, you know, because yeah. there's so many, because I've been watching Lucifer a lot, and, like, so many people ship that ship, and I'm just like, mm, it's so dry. And, <laughs> like, this is not the case with The Flash at all, and I think that we're really, you know, blessed with such great actors. Like, I feel like in a lot of ways, like, because I, I had watched season one of Arrow, and I've, I'm just, like, a broken record. I've, I'm putting myself on everything. But I had watched season one of Arrow, and I had actually quit Arrow because of how poorly they wrote and treated Laurel. Um, mm-hmm. and that ship, because I was like, it's impossible to ship this. Um, so I think that they really actually did learn from their mistakes with Laurel, and then they actively worked to make Iris not like that, and the ship not like that. Like, instead of having Barry be drifting, <laughs> Playboy Man, he was devoted, right? And Iris was, like, forgiving to a fault. <laughs> yeah. Even though people still call her, like, still say she was too aggressive or too, too you know, selfish whatever, or whatever. All that. She was, like, the opposite of Laurel on that front. Like, she's never, she was never allowed to be mad at Barry for anything, right? If she was mad at anyone, it lasted, like, half of one scene. And then she <laughs> forgave them. And then, you know, she always put, like, even though she had an Eddie, like, she always was firm to include Barry or to tell Eddie that she wouldn't be picking between, you know, him and Barry or whatever. So they went out of their way to write Iris in a rootable way as opposed to how what they had done to Laurel. So it really was on you if you didn't shit it. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite West Allen moments from the first three seasons. There was like, how much, like how much time do we have, honestly? <laughs> right. for this? I know we like talk for a while. I think go like top but, yeah. five. Top yeah, top three five to five from every yeah, yeah. <laughs> not from every season. Oh my god! <laughs> from every season, well, total. If we had to do total, ah, uh, it's just so hard. But but for sure, I think all of I'm gonna put them together because they're, they're like one episode to me. But um, from what other girls to like taking down Tony together? That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yep. whole thing. Episodes five and six together, which is like perfection. 
Um, getting to see, that's like the most we got to see Iris and the Flash like working together. Um, not whatever girls, that was episode eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the, the first time they had the rooftop meeting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was like the, that was one five, right? I thought yeah, it was 108. Yeah. Yeah. No, 108 is the crossover. Yeah, 108 yeah. is a crossover. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Fine. Maybe one of the calls is 105. Uh, they had a conversation about uh, what his real name is, I think, in 108. Maybe that's what it is. But anyway, doesn't matter. Point is. I think she gets mad at him in 108, doesn't she? Uh, because he almost killed Eddie. Because, yes. But before yeah. that, they had that meeting. It doesn't matter. Like, now, now it's like, not, <laughs> an unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary tangent. Unnecessary tangent. Come back is. on track. <laughs> yes. From their first, you know, like, rooftop meeting, Iris and the Flash, to them taking down Tony together. That whole, getting to see Iris as the reporter, who then names the Flash, right? Mm-hmm. Even though, of course, it was, like, Barry wanted that name, but she still is the one that gives that name. To the people. She's the one that shows Barry as the Flash the way that he wants to be presented, which is great. Um, and then um, the, I would say the confession, because it was so beautiful, but Iris didn't get to say shit, and it was the beginning of the end of Iris getting to say shit. So instead, <laughs> we will go all the way to 121 <laughs> when Iris gets to really be the lightning rod for the first time, which we saw in the pilot, but it was like not really explicit. Until this episode, and she's like, "Think about me, Barry." And then he like thinks about kissing her, and Do like all for me. Do it for me, yeah. And then he's able to break the mind control, and then they have that conversation on the rooftop, and she finally almost acknowledges that she does also have feelings for Barry, and she is maybe conflicted. And I was like, "Yes, we're getting somewhere finally." <laughs> um, so that. Um, then speaking of, uh, we don't we stop getting anywhere until. <laughs> Episode 20 of season 2. My next favorite moment. Actually, I should say World Earth 2, but I will leave that for someone else because that wasn't our Iris. <laughs> even though that was great to see Candace in that respect. But to get to see Iris actually confess her feelings, actually say what gave her the conflict, and to be like, hey, Barry, I would accept you without powers. You know, like, I just want Barry. I don't really care what the Flash does. So you don't have powers right now. You want to stop saving the world? That's cool by me. Let's just, you know, go bone in a supply closet. That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then finally, season three. Um, like, the, can you say, like, oh, season three, the end? Like, the whole season? Yeah, the three. whole season. <laughs> no, you know what? I really, there's so much to love. Um, but I really do love the musical episode. I love the musical episode and I love him singing his proposal. So I will just go with that. Um, cause that was just so cute and just so like the perfect, like cheesy, um, epitome of their relationship because it's just like how fluffy and in love they are. And that song totally deserves an Oscar, or not an Oscar, an Emmy. And the fact that it didn't get nominated is disgusting. So that's all. <laughs> they had one shot. Exactly, they threw it away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll probably echo a lot of what Tati said because I think that, you know, those are just like really, really key moments. I feel like for season one, definitely, I'm just going to talk about it as a theme. All of the Flash Iris scenes um, are one of my favorite parts of season one because I always feel like, in, and I guess we can, that bleeds into like what we wish we got more of, but because I wish I got more Flash and Iris. Um, but one of the things that we really wanted to see of Iris in season one, the fact that she was 
isolated from the rest of the team. I would wanted her so much to have her own storyline and being the reporter in parallel to Barry as Flash, because it's kind of like the beginnings for both of them. Like she just got this, you know, blog, and she just, and that led to her being part of um, Central City Citizen. No, that's hers, right? Central yeah. City Citizen is hers, and it was. Mm, picture news. Picture news. news. Picture news. So, like this, the start for both of them. So, when they meet as Flash and Iris, and she's like her, her beginning of her journey is introducing the world to the Flash. And so, not only do they have like a lot of chemistry in the scenes, I wanted them to be like go on missions together, and which we kind of got in the the Tony um, episodes where you know she gets kidnapped by him, but she also helps. Barry defeat him with that you know right hook um so it's not only there's chemistry between them but they're also there's still that easy um partnership between them but she doesn't know that it's Barry so it's kind of like you know all of this kind of stuff and I wish we got more of that and um all the interactions of how she interacts with the Flash and Barry's kind of very easy like Barry get more confident like as Barry Allen her friend He's kind of, like, shy and, you know, little soft and smiley. But as the Flash, you see him transform into this more, like, cocky, you know, there's more of this kind of, like, bravado. And this is, like, putting on a mask, he could approach Iris the way that he would approach her if they were two strangers that meet. So you get to see, like, a different side of Barry through his interactions with Iris as the Flash. So I really, like, liked all of those kind of, like, little moments. Um, and then when Iris finally does find out that he's a Flash, I'll even go back a little bit before that when they're on the bridge and this is like the first time that Iris is confronted by like the man in yellow by reverse Flash and there's like all this tension there and Barry saves her. Um, and there's that like, uh, little electricity. And I remember like when we saw the photos of behind the scenes photos of that and Grant and Candace, playing on the bridge and everyone's like freaking out um but yeah that seeing it on screen that little hint of electricity is the first time that she gets the sense that oh this is Barry and then yeah when um she tries to get him to like open up and tell her the truth and you can see there's like little attention because Barry's like yeah I'm still lying (laughs) but Iris (laughs) it's like the first time that um he goes to touch her because like we always talk about how touch is their love language and there's all these little touches between them um one not to grace over like 115 because 115 was like the ultimate like the first love confession between iris um admitting that she has feelings for barry was great this huge like crescendo of like emotion and then it gets erased so we go back down and then um all of those little touches between them they're always like holding hands and you know so all of those little things are also favorite moments, but when she realizes that Barry's been lying to her all this time, he goes to touch her, and she, like, backs away, and he's like, yes! What? <laughs> like, his brain can't compute, like, what is happening, like, ha- like she's denied him that, that touch, and Deserved. I thought, like, that was, yeah, and so how that, like, opens up into the whole, like, finally her confronting him, that was also kind of funny, because <laughs> the look on his face when she came in Star Labs, and, like, Barry, or should I say the Flash? And, you know, the whole, oh my gosh, the, 
<laughs> yeah, the Star Labs like hallway fight. There's so much like tension there. It's kind of it's cool that even um, in like angsty, I don't like you moments, it's still like favorite moments for for me in the season. <laughs> they have all these like little, you know, we're not together, but we are breaking up right now. They did everything <laughs> like backwards. Their first breakup in episode <laughs> five. Their first. And she was like, "I'm all right about the Flash, and you're just going to deal with it." And he was like, yeah. "It's so dramatic." <laughs> But they like break up and get back together like so many times. They're not even a couple yet. Um, so that all of that in season one was great, and then season two hit that dry spell. But then we get the great episodes of um, the dual um, Earth two episodes. In this, you get to see again like another side of Barry and Iris's relationship. You know, like a what if kind of thing, and what it looks like for Iris to be fully in love with Barry. Um, in the opening, um, I really liked when he, like, Barry first sees Iris in her element at the CCPD, and he's, like, kind of, like, shocked and, and surprised about, you know, this new version of her, um, and the fact that when, you know, I think Wells and Cisco are trying to get him to focus, and, but she's, Iris is in danger, he's like, she is Iris to me, like, it doesn't matter, like, which Earth it is or what version of Iris is. Iris will always be Iris to Barry. So um, that was a really great moment in season two. And then again, like Todd said, like Iris's confession to Barry as well in the whole like runaway dinosaur episode. Um, and then going into season three, if I had to pick a thing about season three <laughs> that I liked, definitely Flashpoint because, again, you see another – Side. There's all these like different like AUs of West Allen within like the yeah. same show. Which it's is always so nice great. to see if they end up together, you know. Yeah. In other universes, we love that. And you, I don't. I feel like you don't. You usually get to see that in shows. You don't have so many like AUs or different versions of fanfic in your show for one <laughs> couple. So every time we see them in a new reality, it's, it is nice that you they find each other no matter what it is. I thought it was really cute that. You're like, you're like, what has Barry been doing for, like, three months? He's, like, basically, like, building up his courage to talk to Iris. Like, that's, like, you know, he right. has his whole family, and the only thing is missing is Iris. So this is, like, his moment to approach her and date her without all of the um, extra, I don't say baggage, but you know what I mean, like, extra, like, um, history, obstacles of... We were childhood friends, but someone killed my my mom so and blamed my dad, so I had to live with you. And all these, you know, um, you only seen me as a friend because I haven't really spoken out about how, like, my feelings. All of that kind of baggage is gone, so he can approach it as, I'm a man, you're a woman, I'm attracted to you, and you know, I would like to see where this could go. So that was really great to see that in Flashpoint. And just their whole relationship in season three and the fact that season three was pretty much dedicated to like a love letter for Barry to Iris to his dedication to save her and, and do what it takes to be like her superhero. Um, all of those little like West Allen loft talks and things like that. Very, very shippy moments. Yeah. Yes. And we love it. Uh, I'm going to start with season three since for forget going on. <laughs> but like season three, yes, I agree. All of Flashpoint, but specifically like the meat cute. It, I must have seen that shit like three fifty billion times because it's just so adorable. 
Um, and like you said, Jessica, you know, we don't get that on other shows uh, or even like kind of having their relationship in seeing those moments like you would in a movie, you know, like a rom-com, but at different yeah. points in their relationship where it's not like we're not going in order. They're all just kind of doing things that, you know, whatever the story deems necessary. And here you are. Here's their meet cute. Here's them in a different reality. <laughs> Here's them in a you know musical, and it's just like really really fun. And that it's, moment it's was like just... the difference from Arrow is that I feel like Arrow, if they were to explore all these AU's, Oliver would be with a different person in each AU. So it's like choose your own adventure game. But with Barry yeah. and Iris, it's like the same. No shade to any like Arrow fans that are still left in our podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> like the no, fact and that's that very true because they did together. show him. I think it was like the hundredth episode, and he was with Laurel. Laurel, yeah. Also, and, and yeah, they've been like, and then yeah, and he was in car, and yeah, so yeah, so that that was really great. Which, and that by whole the way, like we are ignoring that Barry was ever a Nazi in any reality. That was clearly him, evil twin, Harry. <laughs> well, they didn't show him though, but he's in the he's in the um in the show version. Oh, yeah, I ignored that. That's which not canon. Uh, exactly. <laughs> not canon. We didn't watch it, and it wasn't him. It was Harry. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that whole meeting, like, and, you know, Barry trying to work up the nerve, like, he pretended he, like, she dropped her wallet, and then she, like, she thinks he's very cute. So, it's like, we see Iris really see yeah. that he, to her, he's attractive as well. Not just, like, what the fanboys think, that it's all just, like, on his side. But, no, she is into him, too. <laughs> Um, so all of that was great. It was just like a really, really bright spot. That whole episode, it's like a good West Allen episode in general. Also, and then like with each like momentum, like with each milestone in West Allen's relationship, they also had Iris voice things or do things that was like the antithesis of everyone's like whining in the fandom of, oh, Iris only wants Barry because he's the Flash. And in her confession, she's like, I don't care if you're the Flash or not. So like all of that like validation for like me personally as like an Iris fan was great too. Yeah, amazing. And then, I mean, all of season three was great. Like the makeout scene in 3-4 was Oh, yeah. Excellent. Her first <laughs> date, quote Fire. unquote. Oh yeah, that's that was, right. That's right. The first and then, time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, their first um, date too was cute. Yeah, their first date was cute. That mm-hmm. whole like you know section of the episode like, became amazing. awkward. Yeah, and then like um, but my probably my favorite season three moment might be um like 321 where he's like he forgot who he was and then she's telling him how they met and like he he was the happiest boy and then he's like oh it's because you know you you were in my life or whatever like smooth talking Barry and like that's also when you know his powers reactivate because after they after they kiss or whatever so it also reaffirms their whole lightning rod thing Mm -hmm. um and I'm going to go with one more. <laughs> but I just have to point out the th- um, three nine, the present, which was excellent West Allen content, the gifting of the loft. Um, Iris's dress was awesome. It was just like cute and sexy in the same episode. Um, yes. Yeah. So they, they, they were on fire. and It was amazing. It was beautiful. And then in season two, obviously season two A was trash, but I did – this is random too, but I did love the moment where like Iris is investigating something and she has to jump out of a building and she calls Barry. And he drops oh, yeah. everything to save her. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that because it is like one of the 
nice moments in season two A where you remember, you're like, oh yeah, he will do anything for this woman, and she's the one who's she's gonna call because she trusts him to come and save her or whatever. So that was really nice. Um, hmm. I loved the yeah the graveyard scene in um two twenty one was amazing, but more specifically like that moment where she goes into the speed force and like brings him out of it, and that whole like music sequence and the you know electricity going on around them was really beautiful in season one uh probably the moment in like 115 like several moments in that episode but specifically like where the the bowling alley and you know they're just so casually domestic and she like reaches over and wipes like ketchup from his mouth or whatever and it's like makes everybody else jealous and wondering why the hell they're in this relationship (laughs) (laughs) Um, and also, like, when he promises her that his, he's going to save Joe and he, like, grabs her face or whatever, you know, in the one of several, like, Barry Cradles Iris's face um, moments. I love that scene. Yeah. It's a great time. And, and yeah, of course, the rooftop scene, specifically when he's, like, behind her and, and you know, she's, like, looking back and that was just super sexy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we wish... We'd gotten more of. There's plenty of those too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I feel like all of mine basically revolve around Iris. I think just you know to restate like the pros and just in general like the writing of the relationship. Um, I think one of the key things they did that they set up for the foundation of the relationship is how connected Barry and Iris were, and how that every major milestone. If you look at every major milestone of Barry in his Flash journey of becoming the Flash and every new power that he got, all of those were instigated by Iris or needing to save Iris or she was like at the core or her saying, you know, do it for me. All of those moments, they are connected to each other. So I think that they did a really good foundation of what Iris means to Barry. What they did not do so well is giving Iris a voice and um, exploring her feelings or giving her an outlet to talk about her feelings for Barry and, and what he means to her as well. I think we, we understand that she cares about him a lot, but in terms of like, after he um, confesses to her in one Oh nine, we don't, we get a lot of Candace's face, like thinking like, "Mm -hmm." but we don't want to get her to, um, speak those feelings out loud or even, you know, talk through them uh, and trying to figure them out on screen. Um, And I feel like partly it's because she didn't have any characters around her. And the one character that they gave her to be in her story, Linda and her mentor, two characters, he died. (laughs) And she, they. R.I.P. Mason. Yeah. R.I.P. Mason. (laughs) And then Linda, they siphoned off to Barry. And I feel like it was so Barry, like I know Barry's a lead character, but it just felt like all roads were leading back to Barry and he was just like sucking every storyline. And what really like annoyed me was uh, one, that Iris is isolated from the main storyline, but also when she does get, like she is the one that gets suspicious of Wells and like first sows that seed of doubt and when she instead of like giving her that and having her go off on a parallel and maybe even working with the flash this goes back to my bitterness about the flash and iris but instead of like going that he takes that story away from her 
she's isolated from the cast. She's isolated from any kind of stories and giving her perspective. Her only potential friend, Linda, is given to Barry, so she doesn't have any kind of outlet. And it gets worse in season two. Season two A specifically, she is almost non-existent, and we get one shot of her crying in a corner over Eddie's death, and, like, that's it. Like, she has no one to talk to, not even her own father, like, the fact that they even stole Joe Joe from her to give to Barry and to prop up Barry was super, super annoying. Um, Season three, you know, in the end of season two, when she finally gets more integrated into the team and more importantly, starting a relationship with Barry is when we get to see more of her feelings, I feel like. Um, But definitely in the earlier parts of season one and season two, that was just the most Fresh only had like half of the love story and not having that other half and not building up her own parallel story to his, I think was um, a mistake or a miss that they should have developed more. Great. I feel like I don't even have anything to add. I mean, because that's literally exactly what I would change. I absolutely would change Iris not having a voice. And I think that it was okay in the first half of the season up until Barry's confession. Because at least in the first half of the season, of the first season, we were beginning the process of her desire to become a journalist. And that was how we were going to hopefully explore, you know, both her own personal career goals, her importance uh, to the people of Central City, and then her attraction to The Flash. But then they all got cut off the moment that Barry confessed. And then the second half season, because his confession requires an answer, and they couldn't have her give an answer, they just silenced her until... And then, and then after Eddie died, they just continued to silence her instead of having her discuss how she feels about the fact that Eddie died and the fact right. that she had feelings for Barry and how that is complicated because Eddie died and she feels guilty to Eddie, right? Like, there's so many reasons that she could be postponing a discussion with, with, with Barry or that they could have dropped what they were clearly building because of Eddie's death that they didn't even try to bring up in any way, shape or form. And it makes no sense. It just make it's unbelievable that they wouldn't have had those discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, part of it is that they didn't give Iris someone to bounce off of. Just like if, sure, let's say that Barry is just going to bounce off of Joe because why not? Because Barry's a lead and Joe is his father figure and Iris doesn't get a father figure, even though she literally has the father. Um, <laughs> they should have given her a friend who isn't in the know, a friend who only knows Barry as Barry, you know, and someone who could have been like, oh, yeah, I saw you guys in high school and I know that this is how you feel about him without any of the other stuff. Like, I just, Stacy, Stacy Conwell, that's right, who was there <laughs> for literally one scene, one episode and one scene in which she did that. And then was never seen again because they were like, no, we cannot have someone telling Iris things about mm-hmm. <laughs> her feelings. Um, so, so yeah, I think that would have been a huge help um, because one of the one of the things that people kept coming back to is like, oh, I can't tell how Iris feels about Barry because I'm a dumbass who right. can't read Candace's face, um, even though she clearly, you know, expresses it with her face. But these people apparently just it was too hard for them they needed the words so if iris had had someone that she could talk to then they would have easily understood kind of like how mulan suffers by not having mushu because mulan can't talk to anyone about how she's going to be a man so so iris needed a mushu um and then the other thing um and her being like caitlin being 
issue is just not happening for. No. Right. I mean, that's that's what I wanted. Well, not even not even like the only girl thing, but in season one, the love that I wanted and didn't get because in season one, blah 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 blah, blah, and bounce off of her for you know feedback on you know what he should do to get Iris to love him, and in season two, I was expecting Caitlyn to do the same for Iris. And have that be like a parallel, and it wasn't. It didn't happen. Yeah, uh, very unfortunate, and we don't like that. <laughs> but um, the other thing that I would change is, I feel like it's all stemming from season one. But I would also have, I would have wanted her to find out about the Flash first before she found out about Barry's feelings. But that's okay. It's not that important. Um, so if I'm going to just move on to other seasons. I think that we should have obviously never dropped her interest in journalism. That just kind of like went away after season one for a while. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, oh, we're back. (laughs) Um, So obviously we would have, I mean, she was still obviously at Picture News, but then like after Linda disappeared, right? Linda was like, hi, I'm here. Bye. I'm not here anymore. Um, I definitely, I think that Iris should always have been used as the uh, bridge between Central City and The Flash. Even after she knew, we could still get to see, like, maybe how Iris can act differently around The Flash when it's Iris and The Flash, even though she knows it's Barry, than when it's her and Barry. You know, because the mask makes it easier to talk, even when you know who it is. But they did not take advantage of that, because they Mm. they are dumb. (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then the other thing, which is super, super, super superficial, is you know makeouts. Let's let them make out. Let them make out. Let them do it. We got like more than we knew that we could ever get in the first half of season three, and then you know we should have had. We should have had. What I'm saying is we should have come up with other reasons for it to happen <laughs> previous to that. A flash iris kiss in the beginning yeah. of the seasons would have been great. Ah, oh, yes, deserved. Oh, well. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, obviously I agree with all of that. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything left to add. Um, but I I will also never forgive the show for, um, like, making it out to be that Eddie and Iris are actually engaged because she never said yes. So that was bogus. Um, or that there was any competition. Like, the fact right. that they, even afterwards... When he gave her an out, like, you don't love me, you love Barry. And then she's like, no, <laughs> let me force well, it. She, yeah, she didn't even say anything. It was just like, Screw let the it. future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that yeah, and, and just in general, I feel like I would have liked to see more of, obviously, Iris's feelings in general. But, like, 2A was just a dumpster fire um, with regards to that. Like, even with the... This has nothing to do with, you know, her and Barry's relationship, but, like, the fact that she knew she had a brother and she didn't discuss it with anybody either until, like, yes. she had to go to Barry I think it anyway. Was and, like, later Wasn't on. that a deleted scene? With, it was. With her they never, and Barry. I don't yeah. think they ever, like, put it on They've the never released picture. It. Yeah. So, clearly, you know, they did chat. I remember because Grant, made, like, promoted like, it, like, heart to heart with Bay, and, you mm-hmm. know, that never materialized. And then he had to apologize. <laughs> We're yeah. Our hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 just weird, I guess, in general. Like every time Barry did was with someone, 
like either if it was with Linda, Iris had to suddenly be forced to like talk about, you know, or make or choose between him and Eddie. And then when he was with Patty, she didn't get to say anything about it at all. And she just had to like go with it. It would have been. They like had maybe her, they didn't like, want to revisit overly, that whole thing that they did in season one. Yeah. But they, they didn't overly, have to be like, overly supportive. supportive. Yeah. Especially since like Barry was petty like all of season one. <laughs> um, so it's not fair that she doesn't get to be. And I think that I would have also liked to have seen, you know, I don't, I didn't like that like she was about to go on a date with like her boss. But if like Tone was a coworker at Picture News and like 2A, I would have been there for like a temporary relationship type deal, and, and then she could have like realized. Oh yeah, making her was so unnecessary. If he was like a coworker, they could have explored again. There's another opportunity to explore the like reporting angle and have him like going out investigating and you know stuff like that. But you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you know they could have had like a brief fling or whatever for a little while, and then her and Barry could have gotten. She would have dropped him. Like, yeah, I'm not feeling this because I clearly have feelings for you know someone else. I'm not really over that. And then have her get into that relationship because um, I feel like we didn't even see them go on the date, and it just also that speaks to Iris not really having a voice. Like, we didn't hear her say to bury her feelings until like much later. We knew that she did, but you know. She does need definitely need somebody to bounce off of, and that's still relevant today. Like someone to talk to in general. That's not part of Team Flash. Um, yeah, I think that's that's mostly it. you ladies covered the rest. So we will move on to West Allen over a few seasons four through six: wedding, marriage, kid, and a separation <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> Um, so in season four, Barry and Iris obviously get married or Barry comes back from the Speed Force and they have like a little bit of a bumpy restart because he's been gone for a few months and she's now in charge of Team Flash and she does things a certain way and he's just coming back thinking that it, everything's going to go back to normal. But that's when she really... Did we like, just season skip four over was, an entire wedding in season three? <laughs> no, the wedding season four. four. They get okay. married in season four. <laughs> okay. I was like, season four wedding. I'm like, what? <laughs> Okay, I'm back now. So they discuss their issues about, you know, Barry just making decisions on his own and we are the Flash is born and, you know, Iris got shit for an entire season, sadly, over that. But it was, you know, a relevant conversation. I feel like it was really the start of Iris more consistently talking about her feelings, um, which was nice. And then they, you know, happily moved on from that. And then the wedding happened. Um, we didn't get to see much of, like, the wedding planning, but we did see some, you know, fun little separate wedding moments, like at the church with what's-his-face, the priest who had an allergy and, and whatever. Um, and then we did have the wedding in which all of their guests are terrible people and did not RSVP. And then their wedding is crashed by Nazis. And then they have their, you know, wedding again crashed by Barry uh, by Oliver and Felicity. So we <laughs> did not get the wedding that we deserved or that they deserved. Um, but immediately after that, they barely got to have like a honeymoon phase because Barry gets arrested for the thinker, can, you know, doing, I can't remember what he did, but he went to jail. Uh, and he then he spent several he killed himself. The thinker yes, killed he himself. Yeah. He, fra- he framed Barry for his murder. 
And then Barry went to jail for se- for several episodes, but it's also like the pining and I wish you were here moments in jail, which were really cute. And then we of course had like that to that um, right that yeah. other guy in jail that he married up. Yeah, the girl <laughs> of his dreams. <laughs> like I know that she's out of my league, and yeah. he married me anyway. <laughs> Um, but also like the moment where they were in the courtroom and, you know, they had another Barry's powers is activated by Iris and we had the first like, and en- you know, enter flash time. My powers can slow down time um, type thing. And that was great. And then the second half of season four was basically them trying to defeat the thinker. But like Iris gets Barry's powers. They have a heart to heart about that. And then she's like, no, I'm going to go back to journalism because that's where I belong. Um and then it's just like they their relationship sort of tapers off near the end of the season that it's like more about the plot than them. But they did still have like nice moments in general. And then, of course, the big shocker in the season four finale where Mystery Girl shows up and Mystery Girl is their daughter, Nora, who has made, made a big boo-boo and needs her parents to fix it. <laughs> so she's there for all of season five. So they get like, again, their relationship is out of order in which they get a child, a full, fully grown child who is around before they actually start talking about having kids. And then she's kind of like the wrench in their relationship during season five. Not that they're not like getting along, but that she sort of keeps them apart. <laughs> Um, season 5A was like okay like we had that beautiful dance scene in you know we had our West Island date in like 5-5 or whatever and then some cute moments sprinkled in between but it was mostly like Nora being angry with Iris and then like over loving her dad and then when they finally have some common ground the West Island romance kind of also tapers off in the second half and then season 6 um, it's a pattern it's a pattern. <laughs> but season six, they do come back a little bit stronger. They grieve Nora together. Um, they sort of prepare a little bit in the beginning for Barry's crisis thing. We don't get enough of Iris voicing what's going to happen to Barry, but Barry doesn't die anyway. So um, they do have, like, nice reunion moments in the um, crisis in, crisis on infinite earths and you know they're reestablished as the they're each other's lightning rod and i forgot season four the crossover also like when barry and oliver switch places and you know barry gives his little speech to iris about how you know she's his lightning rod and he'll always come back to her and all that other stuff very you know them um (laughs) and then in the second half of season six of course they are separated but we do get like the one of the strongest moments in the relationship about like I think it was Suara who said that their you know relationship sort of parallels each other but they're different arcs where Barry's like having to do one thing and Iris is doing another thing but they sort of merge in a lot of ways and like we have the mirror thing and then she's she's stuck on the inside of the mirror Barry's on the outside he doesn't know it's not her but then they have that beautiful reunion moment sort of where they're just talking to each other and it's like I will find my way back to you Again, very them, very lightning rod moments, um, kind of like reestablishing the strength of their relationship despite, you know, different universes, different worlds and, and whatnot. So we left off on a cliffhanger and apparently they're going to still have a happy ending in season seven, but we will talk about that later. So what what were our favorite moments from the those three seasons, four through six? I feel like this is harder to do. It is. It is. I feel like it's like they have like smaller or, or not not always smaller, obviously, but it feels like they have, like, smaller moments. Um, I did, my, the first one that comes to mind, obviously, is 415. 
the um, flash time. When they enter mm-hmm. flash time, uh, he has to, like, defuse a bomb, and he, you know, goes to Iris for strength, and she, like, you know, tells him. Yeah. down. That was yeah. great. That was excellent. Like, we got to Because he first thought off, he was going to die. Like, he's he yeah. been in flash time all this time. He's like, nothing is working. Right. And if I'm going to die, then I want to die with you. <laughs> yeah. So it's like peak emotion from Candace and Grant. Um, and then peak, you know, Iris is his lightning rod. So that was, and we get a new power for Barry all in one. I mean, obviously he's used it kind of before, like in the trial of Flash, I think he used it a bit, which was also another lovely scene, by the way. I totally forgot that when he kind of uses it to talk to Iris in, um, at the trial. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like less consistent, but they did have like big moments. Yeah. Isn't that, the, isn't that like the catalyst, like the, the idea that, inspired inner flash inter flash time like what he was trying to do yes mm-hmm. yeah um so like that was like we, we we saw the beginnings of it and then it was just like full whole episode you know flash time which is great um and then i wish i could say the wedding <laughs> i know right <laughs> but it was ruined <laughs> on many in many instances so it's sad like we gave you two engagements what more do you want i was like exactly. i want a reception <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, we gave you two engagements, so you get half a wedding. Congrats. Um, but anyway, um, then in season five, my favorite moments. You know what? I loved episode five of season five when they were. Um, uh, was that the date night? Yes, mm-hmm. date night. Date night was so much fun. Um, and also when we got, we, when we get like little sprinklings of like family time with Nora, like the baseball moment. Mm-hmm. That was really cute, too. So, yeah, so, like, the beginning of season five, especially when they were having the date night and Barry was trying to help Iris, uh, you know, chase her story, which also led to his plot with Ragdoll. That's what it is. I don't know why I was going to call him Dancing Man. I was like, what about it? Is There's nothing <laughs> dancing about <laughs> you just He was just very flexible. <laughs> so, there you go. Anyway. Um, also, I did, I did love the crossover for season five. The season five crossover was just funny. Um, we got to see uh, Steven and Candace play off each other. And then, of course, we got to see Barry just be jealous as hell. Uh, which was really cute. Petty Barry is always petty, like, petty a Barry. good time. Yeah, and of course, as as May already mentioned, Barry's you know the, the the little like recognition like the iris does, and she realizes who it is. She knows she loves Barry for who he truly is. So yeah, all that is very nice. <laughs> when she was like, she was like, oh, you know, he's not my type. <laughs> <laughs> You're so offended. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's so funny. Ah, uh, good times. So, <laughs> but that just goes to show, like Iris will, like you know, mm-hmm. stick up for her man. Like you know, I only have eyes for you, babe. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and we love that. Um, uh, season six, you know what? Obviously, this is no, there's no competition at this point. I think uh, when they're on the opposite sides of the mirror world, and they're you know touching the glass, and they're like, mm, I'm gonna find you. <laughs> that was excellent. Just great work. Very epic OTP times. Um, and, you know, it was the last big moment before we were, uh, brutally cut off. So rudely. So, yeah. There you go. So, um, there's, like, general themes of things I like. Like, I I feel like I wish that I enjoyed the actual wedding more, but I do like the story of the crossover being about West Allen's wedding. Um, so I guess the whole promotion around that <laughs> I, I liked that 
Um, we but I think like one other, yeah, after like the you know after three seasons of Iris being like minimally involved in the crossover, this one was about her <laughs> and her wedding to Barry. Um, I like I also like the fact that they were the main story or the reason for the crossover in season four because it just kind of also reinforces how powerful West Allen is in the CW verse or the Arrowverse at this point um, and what their relationship means, you know, as a draw to the audience and, and what it means to the network um, to center a wedding around them um, and have them be the draw. Even though they got hijacked at the last moment, they were hijacked because the people that hijacked them could not hold a crossover. You needed West Allen to do that. So I feel like that says something about them. Yes. <laughs> um, really couldn't care. Yeah. I don't think I don't think if you from an arrow wedding us a crossover. Like they did for uh, uh, season three, like when Oliver had his the hundredth episode, but that was such a moment in the larger crossover. And this one, they like West Allen carried the crossover and I think that says a lot to how they are viewed in the network as um a profitable relationship but also in season four is when we get the bane of every fanboy's existence the we are the flash line um which i I loved and i think that that is just as a theme for the season was really um a good moment because in the beginning like iris when barry like disappeared iris was the one that had to hold down the fort and here you see her getting into more of an active role in Team Flash, instead of a passive one, she is the leader, and Barry coming back, she's still the leader of the Flash. Um, so there's more of that equal partnership between them and how they work so well together. Uh, run, Iris, run. Um, great little episode to see Iris have Barry's powers for a day. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, in the comics, there's like a Mrs. Flash thing. Um, so this is like a little nod or version of that on the show. So it was really cool to see that and have Barry be in the supportive role for once and to know what Iris goes through (laughs) when he is out running around. So that was great. Um, That was season four season. And I think part of the wedding seeing Nora show up for the first time and them not saying who she is, but us knowing who she is and seeing her react to Barry and, you know, that little, tease um was great and then we get into season five with Nora actually being there I feel like one of no specific episode but one theme that I liked about um West Allen in this season was just Barry being supportive of Iris because she wasn't really having um the best time they she and Nora kind of got off to a rocky start but Barry you get more of Barry being in a supportive role for Iris. And I think in the first half, seasons one through three, there was a lot of Iris supporting Barry unconditionally and him taking, 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 taking um, all of that. There's like, you know, every little West Allen pep talk that he needed, like Iris was there to like back him up. And seasons four through six, you get a little bit of a reversal in that there are a lot of episodes or themes across seasons where Barry, you also see him in the supportive role to Iris and why she loves him so much and how supportive he is of her. So in season four, it was supporting her in her, her leadership role on the team and respecting that leadership role. In season five, he's supporting her as her husband um, and trying to bridge that relationship between her, Nora, 
um, in their like little family unit uh, <laughs> until he got <laughs> tired of the lies and being like tricked once again by someone <laughs> that he let into his <laughs> into his life and you know sent Nora to time out back to the future. And that was not a great idea without consulting Iris. That was not so great. But just in general, the theme of, of him supporting her, and that goes to what Tati was talking about, the 505, when he takes her out on the date to kind of like lift her spirits. So those little cute little things. Um, and then in season six, um, of course, definitely the highlight, the A plus star, is the um, episode when they're on the opposite sides of the mirror. Um, and then also, Ooh. I think, yeah, definitely, definitely a highlight. Um, I kind of like the the love episode, the Valentine's Day episode, um, just from a, a comedy perspective. And um, love is a battlefield with him and Mira Iris um, paralleling um, what's her face? Amunet. It's another Katie. Huh? Amunet, yeah. And Nina and their relationship and, you know, them kind of, like, working together. And, and Barry had, <laughs> Barry in the van, like, what was he, like, banana, banana, Iris. <laughs> <laughs> the whole undercover mission was, like, hilarious. Um, but, yeah, definitely um, we, it, we got cut off at the end of the season by just the fact that now he knows the truth about what happened to Iris. And we see in the trailer – the um, resolution from that, Barry, that, you know, I have, this is my wife, I have to save her, I'm going to do anything that I need to do to save her, you know, we get a little bit of, like, season three Barry vibes back of, you know, him wanting to do anything to rescue Iris, and, and it just goes back to, like, their soulmate and love energy, so yeah. Yeah, all good, all good ones. I think, I don't know, I, I like to think that there are more that that I did like that or, or more moments in general of them than I thought there was. Um, it's a lot of little with, things, I think. Yeah, yeah. Season four was really good, especially like 4A was really, you know, it did remind me a little bit of 3A, but it was like more comedic West Town. Like they're very established in their relationship. It was also like super oh, the first funny. Like we had wedding. The, yeah, the first attempt at the wedding in the church was just yeah. old, A+. Because, <laughs> um, you know, we, we we love all the yes they love each other they'll go to the ends of the earth with each other but it's also nice to see them like have you know moments of comedy just like you said about love as a battlefield and things like that where yeah you know because they, they they riff off each other really well um Candace and Grant so I think that was like a really great highlight of that episode um and what else what else I'm trying to think season 4a um like you said, Jessica, you know, the promo for the wedding was really great because they did carry that whole um, crossover. What I really liked about that crossover, too, is that, you know, Iris was in it all the, the whole time. And it wasn't just about, like, her relationship with Barry, but, like, that was a big part of it. But that's, you know, now she gets all the side stuff, too. And, like, I just love that everybody across the Arrowverse just ships West Allen so hard. Yes, <laughs> as they should. I love that. Yeah, You're like, golden, yes, you are the gold they are, Yeah, they have the gold standard. Like in the, season, the gold standard within the universe, yeah. And yeah, even yeah. like in season three, like the their relationship with what Kara looked up to and wanted for her and, you know, Monel and season four in the wedding, like 
Oliver and Felicity, like, oh my god, I wish I had GF, kind of thing, like the whole entire and like crossover. Like, we're, oh, we're never gonna be like that. We can never live up to that. <laughs> Alex, know it, like, yeah, you know? yeah. Everybody was talking about how like they have that kind of love and how that is like reinforced not only on their show but other shows. You know. Mm, yes, and I really liked. Um, of course, Enter Flash Time was really great because that whole episode was just about, like, how powerful their love is. And, you know, they knocked it out of the park with their performances. And I really loved the the scene where they, like, Iris goes to see Barry at, um, in prison. And, you know, she's like, I wish I could hold your hand. Oh, and yes. he, like, make sure the camera yeah. is pointed away so that he yes, can touch each other. Yes, I love that one, too. Yeah. There's all, like, those things, and, you know, even, like, him being, like, oh, it's 2.30, like, my wife was supposed to be here an hour ago. <laughs> Where is she? Um, things like that, just, you know, just really sweet moments. Um, and, of course, like, being, you know, being okay with her taking his powers permanently if she really wanted to, even though we knew she wasn't going to anyway. But, like, things like that and, and you know, feeling kind of like him getting the the chance to feel helpless when she's out in the field with her powers and like him not really feeling like he can do anything. Um, but then like the moment where Cisco goes to rescue her and he like gives her a hug and he like thanks him, you know, that, I don't know, that was really sweet. Um, what else? What else? Just all the, um, like the therapy stuff too, I thought was really great. Oh yeah. Um, I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like a lot of good good stuff. Of course, the courtroom scene was a really big one. Just a reminder that like it was. I like that season four in general was like a we are the Flash and B. You know they had that parallel with Marlies and the Thinker about like their relationship and how West Allen's relationship was obviously superior, um, and how like despite the what we thought was a power couple villain, a villain power couple kind of disintegrated over the course of season four, whereas West Allen only got like stronger. Um, so that was nice to see. And then in season five, five a was actually really good in terms of like their content. We had, um, of course, five, five, which was the dance sequence. We had them just kind of being on a case together, which was really nice. Um, and like, because we never got their first dance at their wedding. So that was like our first dance, you know, true, for true. them. Yeah. yeah and like first, the slow mo. Yeah. It's like slow mo and they were, you know, all fancy and stuff. It was really nice. Um, we also had like the, like you said, the baseball game. And I really liked 5 1, like in the moments where, you know, they're kind of freaking out that they had a daughter, but then they had that really quiet moment in, um, Star Lab somewhere where Barry's talking mm-hmm. about like, oh, I'm gonna miss all of this or whatever. Or how he was um, actually disappointed that one thing that he thought would run chronologically was off. So oh yeah, it was all messed up. <laughs> um, and you know, a little I really bit of honesty their, there. Yeah, I really like their um season five B fight. I mean, it's just angst, and you know, the point of it was dumb because Barry shouldn't have sent his daughter into the future. But like that moment, it was just. <laughs> A lot of a lot of chemistry in their angst. <laughs> so watching them go at each other was fun. Um, what else is that? It in season five? Yep, I guess so. <laughs> I feel like there's there's another instance that I'm missing, but I'll come back to it later. In season six, I actually really liked the premiere. Um, like Barry 
going into like the black hole and Iris oh. being worried, but he stayed like a second longer to get Nora's jacket for her. Do you know what we um, missed that we should talk what? about? The premiere of season four. Oh, yes. When he goes to rescue her after her. You know, yeah. Like he is just disoriented, like the whole episode. Oh, yeah. But and then once again, like when like, she. Yeah. Clarity. Yeah. And even like before that, when she starts talking, I'm like, do you remember me? Come on, Barry. And then like he just like freaks out all over Star Labs and has like yeah. another like another time where his powers are activated by Iris, yeah. by his emotions for Iris. And then, and then of then course, the epic, when she's like, in danger. Save. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, I always come for you. So good. Kiss that, me. that is a good that is a good moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bright spot in season four yeah. through six. Very bright spot. Um but yeah, so they have like big, big moments every, you know, six episodes or so. <laughs> <laughs> um but in season six I, they did have like, you know, strong moments to like see you know, the premiere, like I was saying, about, you know, him going to get Nora's jacket and then him saying that he thought of her you know, that she kept him going or whatever. And then that sweet moment mm-hmm. in the, what's it called? The time vault. Um, so that was really great. And then we had like six, two was also really strong for them as a couple, because, you know, you had Barry doing his own thing, trying to understand like what's going on with the crisis. And then Iris was doing her own thing. But then at the end, like he's like, I could never leave you. And that moment was just very, again, lots of chemistry um, there. And in the, of course, I love that speech that Barry makes to her in the season five crossover. It was like the last season five moment that was like really, really well done for West Allen and the whole like handhold, the sexy handhold. <laughs> sexy handhold. <laughs> um, and then in the season six crossover, you know, there was a lot going on, obviously, but I love the reunion. I love that we got like. And the fact um, that Barry is a paragon of love and how that just paragon like of love and then his speech to her about like how she's also a hero and like her yeah. what, like, what makes her a hero and stuff like that and that was really great um and then even like that soft moment where he's like I'm glad you're here you know with the chaos of it all um just kind of brings it back to them being like a very grounded couple and how much they rely on each other to get through things um and then of course um, season six, second half it was the mirror uh, moment where they're talking to. They're not even the same, they're not even in the same room, but they have they are just that couple, and it was so good and so emotional and like peak West Allen, and you know everybody loved it because we hadn't gotten much in a while, so it was just like a, a very epic memorable moment for them. Um, in these last six seasons. So I'm glad they can still bring the fire, even though their honeymoon phase is over. (laughs) Is there anything we would have liked to have seen more of? Um, Well, (laughs) I think that one big thing that a lot of people wanted, uh, you know, more slash less of, well, (laughs) yes, that too. But I was going to say less uh, group activities, you know, Less of West Allen having big moments or having moments that should be private in, you know, open group settings. Yeah, group settings, Star Labs. There was a lot of confinement of Star Labs, especially in season four and five. Um, and not as much of their home life of like what, you know, what could be going on and, you know, in intimate moments, not specifically sex, although obviously people wanted that too, but just moments that belonged to them. Hi, sorry. So yeah, that would have that would have been a uh, nice change of pace for me. 
And then also, I just think, like, they started, they developed Central City Citizen, or they started to, and then we, I still really didn't feel like it was given as much attention as it could have, especially in the second half, you know, when Iris was replaced by Just Mirror when you Iris. divorced your husband, right? Season four? Yes! <laughs> I divorced my husband <laughs> in season four, just in time, and then, you know, he was so hurt by it, he was so broken, he had to go to Superman and Lois and give up. <laughs> let Eric take over. Um, and Eric did give us some of the stuff that we wanted, but um, it felt like it came like a little late. And then obviously a lot of the time that Iris could have spent dually chasing stories with Barry and giving us more of the flash Iris dynamic, even when they're married, which would be so much fun, uh, was mirror Iris. And therefore it was not fun. So uh, yeah, that's what I want to see more of is Barry and Iris tag teaming like they did in episode five of season five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they were, when they were tracking down Ragdoll together. Mm-hmm. That's, but like consistently throughout the season. Yeah. And I feel like just in general seasons one and two, they were like slowly warming up the car and slowly ramping up speed. Season three is where they hit peak Wes Allen, and then from then on, season four on, they kind of hit cruise control and just didn't put as much effort into their relationship on screen because I feel like once, like, the wedding happened and the fact that, I guess that's the downside of, like, the fact that Wes Allen could carry the crossover and their wedding could carry the crossover and that they are so big and that CW um, basically validated their... Um, trust that the ship will carry the CW. Um, after that, like I feel like Todd and the writers felt like they didn't have to do anything anymore. <laughs> and you could tell in seasons four through six, even though we had so many good moments, little bits and moments, I think, like you said, Todd, like, there wasn't really much mm-hmm. uh, um, Iris and Barry were to have all of their private moments in these, like, group, um, you know, and not there's there was, like, they kind of slow down on like the the love part of it and just like the little quiet moments of Barry and Iris working together. Cause I feel like they, they feel like, okay, they're married, you know, even though they said that they weren't going to do that and that there were still plenty of stories to tell even after marriage, I feel like they didn't really put any effort into that. And um, especially going into season five and, and introducing their daughter, it was such a missed opportunity. I feel like this is, you know, definitely by now, this is when you should have, like, divorced Todd and <laughs> basically fired him from the show because the having your OTP couple get visited by the child from the future, so much possibilities for that and so many ways they could have gone for that. And they spent a good two-thirds of the season having Nora and Iris have tension for no reason. Um, and even if you wanted to have that as a... As a initial you know starting point there was no need reason for it to last that long we lost so much domesticity of barry and iris getting to know their daughter together because nora was mad at iris for so long and so i feel like that was huge they just like fumbled the bag so hard um in season five with the way that they went about writing nora and introducing her into the the story um so i didn't i didn't really appreciate that i feel like we lost so much 
there's so much fun that could have been had from that storyline, and they just suck the fun all the way out of it. Yeah, I think, in a, you know, like, a lot of, like, the little touches and the handholds and things that were very cute and um, puppy love in seasons one through three, we got less of in seasons four through six. Like, like season five was, you know, the coronavirus might, have, might as well have happened then because there was, like, no... <laughs> <laughs> little to no contact whatsoever um and little to no you know of Barry and Irish just, they they, haven't, they didn't have a honeymoon let's say that we wish we could have gotten any of them having like a honeymoon period the fact that Barry basically um goes to prison right after their wedding and so when they've separated for the for however long they have to you know defeat the thinker and then finally when the thinker's defeated barry is off in another dimension or whatever so there's there is no every season barry and iris are being separated and there's no space for them to like breathe or relax or just enjoy being married that's what i wish i would see more of them just enjoying being husband and wife and not having to babysit ralph Nora or any other <laughs> new guest star coming in, in in the beginning of the season. The end. Yes, well said. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to basically echo you guys, but I would have liked to see all that too. And just in general, like, you know, they still get strong moments and all of that and they're still old TV gold standard and if you know I think that we still get a lot more of them as a couple than I get like on and most other shows I watch but because like we're you know judging the flash based on the what the flash has already given us and not like yeah. other shows it would be nice to kind of like you know just have those moments like at least one scene every episode where they're just alone together and they're talking kind of like how they used to have their couch scenes back in um season three because it's kind of like a winding down at the end of the day going home to your spouse and discussing what you know things that transpired um which is what people do in their daily lives in general and it's it would just be nice to have more of that consistency instead of waiting for those big moments to pop up every once in a while and then kind of like they're like okay we fed you now we're you're gonna get like not even crumbs for a while <laughs> um so that gets like really frustrating and you know like you said they they tend to babysit everybody else or you know even even in the crossover they're babysitting all of and felicity or giving them advice and things like that but it's like we we know that they're great but they should also like focus on themselves too and you know there's missed opportunities in the sense that like in season five they went on vacation and barry was about to die and we didn't get any of that stuff we didn't get to have like I don't know, a bucket list of things that they could do before they were never going to see each other again, you know, potentially. Or, like you said, domesticity with with Nora around. Instead, it's like just having constant... Like, I feel like this is the Flash writer's version of, like, problems, you know, for their marriage versus, like, actually having them be in argument with each other. Um so they just bring in other people to sort of separate them or bring in drama. But, you know, we don't they have necessarily to parent, even like, need grown ass people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that gets exhausting. And we don't like I'm not saying we want drama for them, but like it's OK to have them interact outside of talking about like plot stuff or something like that. Just like cute 
things because they're still a very young couple and they're, they never really yes. got to have any big moments after their big moments. Like they got married and we didn't get to see them have any of, you know, just being in wedded bliss for a little while. Like the honeymoon phase came before their wedding when it should come after. <laughs> um, or give us both, you know, because that's also realistic. And yeah, just like seeing more of that and, and having them having a season where the world's just not going to end and having them just kind of being in love and enjoying each other's time together while dealing with other stuff. Like it's just a balance. And I do think that that comes from like having a large, very large cast of characters and trying to give them a lot of things or I don't know, like backing off Grant and Candace in general because they've done a lot, but still like they're still the leads and you know, I would rather see more of them than, you know, whatever Nash is doing. So, and I'm sure like a lot of other people would, but it does say a lot like, and I guess we'll get to this in the next section, but yeah, just, just more of them being domestic and happy and, you know, in love without having to rely on those big moments to carry us through. Is what I would like to see more of. Um, but do you think, like, in general, that they still get – we sort of glossed over this, but, like, I personally think that they still get good stuff post-marriage. They don't post get enough of it. But they don't get enough of it, yeah. Right, exactly. It's like we always get – like, we kind of mentioned we always get big moments. And mm-hmm. there's always, like, you know, the flash is at its best when – But it's after, like, a dry spell. Exactly. Yeah. The flash is at its best when the plot moves with the West Allen relationship. And so it's kind of at a standstill sometimes. Sometimes they just, like, don't give West Allen more than just, like, little, like, conversations here and there. And then when they want to finally give a big push to the plot, that's when they also get a big West Allen moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they were uh, seeding it throughout the season, then things would flow better. Um, we would be happier. And the plot would just have more movement. Um, so, so, yes, I do think they still have great moments and also um, great themes that they could be playing with. They just don't take full advantage of it. A hundred percent. But they are still considered the gold standard. Why do we think that they still, they're, they are still that ship. They are the anchor ship for all of DCTV. Like what really makes them work? I mean, I feel like we talked about it over the course of this podcast, but, you know, from the foundation that set up, for West Allen, even going back before the flash started with Barry on Arrow and that, you know, line by Cisco that, you know, Iris is there and, you know, knowing that she's important to him and they reinforce it all the time in the narrative in the sense that Barry and Iris are all of, you know, Barry's biggest achievements are connected to Iris. The fact that no matter what timeline, what earth, whatever it is, Barry and Iris always find each other. There's a very, like, huge soulmate vibe at the center of their relationship. Um, And so I feel like that makes it very strong and the gold standard. But also that it's reinforced by other characters in the Arrowverse. Like, there are other um, characters that look at Barry and Iris' relationship as the gold standard. They're not the gold standard because... We call them that. They're the gold standard because other characters also call them that. Other characters see them that way. So it's not just, you know, putting a label on it and calling them the gold standard. It's repeated and reinforced within the narrative. Any additional thoughts, Tati? Basically, from the start, from the start, the fact that they had Barry be as devoted to Iris as he was, 
um, makes for a stronger foundation. I don't think that any other ship um, in the Arrowverse has been, um, there hasn't been that much loyalty in Arrowverse ships. Mm -hmm. Um, They have given up on them pretty quickly. And so not giving up (laughs) is already number one. That's why they are the gold standard. (laughs) Because there's literally no one else. There's no other competition. (laughs) Um, but, (laughs) But aside from that, the fact that they have had um, Iris be so important to Barry in that she does actually push for his character development, his growth, both as a hero and as a person. Um, and he also supports her and her, so they're intertwined in that way. Yeah. Um, and like we just mentioned before this, the plot moves when the relationship moves or vice versa. So the writers or the showrunners have all, even though we've had like three now, have all, you know, we just happen to have ones who agree with the vision that this relationship is at the center of Barry's story. And that allows it to be the gold standard. Because a lot of times, um, when you switch the runners, they will lose interest in even the protagonists that they are meant to be um, parading. Parading. You know what I'm saying. Championing. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Championing. Like, for example, Supergirl, right? Supergirl has never had a stable ship. And even Supergirl herself has not gotten to be the stable heroine of her story after the showrunner change, you know? And then once again, another showrunner change, and it's gotten even weaker of a foundation. And so so whatever reason, we have been blessed that despite having some shitty showrunners, at least one very shitty showrunner, all of them have um, at least agreed enough on the importance of A, Barry, and B, Iris to Barry, that we have gotten uh, a stable uh, ship over the course of seasons yeah and it's not like even their love story it's not like a superficial love story only one kind of love we've seen even from like their friendship going into dating going into marriage the other up on the pedestal or any kind of like unbalance in between um feelings for each other it's very reciprocal and on the same level that barry loves iris and supports iris and she is the center of like his world but also iris loves barry not not because he is Flash, but in spite of, like, she loves Barry Allen, the man, and also his legacy and, and what he stands for. And, you know, she, he is her hero, but she is also his hero. That whole kind of, like, yin-yang kind of, I don't know if that's yin-yang is, is the right thing that I'm looking for, but, like, they're very complementary of each other, too, um, which I don't think you really have in any of the other Arrow ships. Because like Tasha yeah. said, there, there's not really a lot of loyalty there to begin with in some of the other <laughs> ship versions. Yeah, that's very true. And, and, you know, like to quote Barry, I guess, they're better and stronger together. And I feel like they uplift each other. They support each other. They are the couple to to beat, really, because they, you know, they're there for each other in ways that other ships are not. And they've been through so much together and they've seen all different sides of each other. And they're still so like hopelessly in love. And like you said, you know, she's Barry's whole world and and he's hers. And it's like, they, they work really, really well together, not just as romantic partners, but as like, if they're out in the field together, it's like impossible to see them with like, you know, trying to push him off on Patty. Like, I don't believe you. Yeah, exactly. Trying to push like her off on Eddie. Like, I don't believe you. In, yeah. They're two peas in a pod. Like they, you just can't have, they don't, they, they function on their own, but they're better when they're together. And I think that that really, that's a big part of what makes the flash strong show for me. And like generally DC TV, because like, you know, 
Trammels will probably disagree, but like the romance aspect of the Flash is what makes it such like what yeah. has consistently made it such a good grounded show is because they have that relationship. They know it's the foundation of the show and like over the course of it, despite its bumps and, and things that we've complained about, but it's still consistently going and moving forward versus like other shows where they even they'd falter or they they'd give up too easily or they decide that like they'd make up some stupid drama to like keep them apart for a really, really long time. Um, or, you know, maybe have them cheat or do a bunch of just like shit no one wants to see versus like this where it's like, yes, they're they're still together and they're going to stay together. Like there's there's no one that's going to come on board and be like, yeah, let's break right. up Barry and Iris, for example. Yeah. You know, I that just like, yeah, wouldn't compute. I definitely compute. agree with that. <laughs> it's because like the found, they founded their show. Like the show is the love story of Barry and Iris pretty much. And like they've they've built it up so well that it's just impossible to break them apart at this point. You can try, you can give them a little bit of like drama or whatever, but as we've seen in you know other seasons, it always comes back to Barry and Iris and the love they have for each other. And I think like the fact that it's the whole show is founded on their love is one another another reason why they are at the gold standard. Exactly. And what, now that we're, you know, obviously getting a season seven, um, and we left off in a place where they're still separated, what is our wish list for them as a couple moving forward? To be unseparated. (laughs) 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 To be joined together. Um, However, we know that they will not be joined together in the ways that the Riverdale cast must be joined together. Um, (laughs) And so... Instead, I will hope that, like what I said, that we're going to get uh, more team-ups between Barry and Iris, get to see them working as a team in a professional capacity, which will lead to much more uh, fun banter that we can enjoy uh, in a personal capacity. Yes. Um, and I would also like to, I'm just going to you know, keep saying it until I get it, but more a Flash and Iris and in like a um, public, you know, professional sense of, Iris, you know, like reporting and the flash comes to give her like some scoop or something like that. Or even, you know, I was mad that Allegra, that Nash told Allegra who, that Barry was a flash because then that was another like lost opportunity for, you know, Allegra catching the flash, kissing Iris. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Everyone does not need to know. And because when everyone knows and you can't do stuff like, you know, Iris kissing the flash and, what does her husband think? You know, like all these like little storylines or the, um, I think yes, another one that you've so been funny. asking. Yeah. Another, and another one we've been asking about is like, um, you know, the ethical thing of Iris having behind the scenes, behind the superhero scenes information that may be contradictory to, um, the story. And I don't, I forget what, you know what I'm trying to say, but like the whole, you know, does she keep this a secret to protect her husband or, you know, the public has a right to know this information. So there's no kind of, we haven't seen any kind of like journalistic dilemma more of, you know, journalism versus superheroism and, and all that kind of stuff. So there, I mean, there's still like ways that they can integrate Iris's journalism and the public, the central city, actual citizens into the show. So yeah. Yes. Yes, that would be amazing. 
Yeah, and I agree with the whole, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of fanfics about it, but, like, definitely it would be hilarious if, you know, or even even better than The Flash getting caught kissing Iris and people wondering about, like, what her husband thinks, but, like, the photos being published and right? then By having, a like, a whole media skeptic, yes. you know? Like, we could have, like, if Spin was still around, she could have used exactly. that against Iris. And that exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so more more of that type of stuff. It doesn't have to be like super serious, but like you know, an, uh, what kind of ethical dilemmas uh, can you just whip up? Because um, that would be really really fun to see and them tackle. Because you know, if you're gonna have a journalist on the show, you're gonna have a superhero on the show. It is a missed opportunity to not do any of that stuff. Because you know, if you're gonna have a media empire, then you're gonna you know have hiccups along the way and people who are against you or you know trying to find the truth but i do in a sense in the vein of like season seven anyway i would like to see you know first of all iris get out of the mirror obviously and then have you know barry and iris's stories converge together with regards to like his speed and the black hole storyline and then kind of have them you know partner back up to to take down whatever whomever they need to take down so or, like yeah the, the actual black hole storyline and the con- comics with iris going undercover with barry would be great to like do on the show yeah because that that, there's just so much um that they could do and there's i feel like there's still so much untapped potential um so hopefully we can get some of that in the future because they're they haven't run out of steam yet (laughs) and that is it um, we hope that you enjoyed our gold standard episode and that you will send us your thoughts if you have any about West Island and what your favorite moments and what you'd like to see more of um, by email ladieswcommission at gmail.com over on Twitter, DCTVGumption, or asks on Tumblr at ladieswgumption.tumblr.com. And next week we will be back to talk about Julie and the Phantoms because I will have seen it <laughs> and we will discuss on it on Patreon. Um, on Patreon. So um, ah. come back next week. And if you're not a patron, you know, if you'd like to support us, we are at patreon.com slash gumption. Until next time, fare thee well. Bye. Bye.